I can remember my parents saying, and I may have said this before, was like, you know, the boys made mistakes and you need to learn from them. Like, I wasn't allowed to make yeah, those yeah, mistakes. Yeah. So I had this idea that I had to be perfect, and right. that was wrought with all kinds of negative things. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I was like, screw it. <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> at some point, myself. yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna do that. And Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast. I'm Dr. John Duffy. I am your host, and I am thrilled to be sitting once again with uh, my closest and favorite and, and uh, most honored colleague, Laura Kaler. Uh, welcome, Laura. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I am, too. Hey, uh, if you guys have um, not, if you don't remember Laura on the podcast, um, her story is amazing and awesome and inspiring so uh dig back i don't know how you do this on itunes but figure it out look back in the archives find laura um we we've got some similarities in our stories and you're probably going to hear some things about springsteen and if you're not a fan uh, that's just going to be too that's bad that's the way it goes yeah um you had something that you you kind of wanted you thought we should touch on well i think that there's a lot to go into um you know we're getting ready to go back to school Yes. You know, a lot of, not us, but the people that we, with whom we work. Right. And I thought it might be good to kind of talk about like, you know, um, what leads up to like kids having anxiety and depression and things like that when they go off to college. Like we see a plethora of kids, you know, everybody's all excited. They've got their Pinterest set up. Everybody's ready to go. And then they get there and... A lot of kids, not all, but some kids fall apart, some quietly, some a little more loudly. So I think, you know, kind of talking about what makes that kind of happen, where can we intervene before and what can we do about it? Yeah, you, you and I, ha we work with a similar population, right? Yep. And um, and uh, the cross section often is our, our kids late in that those high school years mm -hmm. and early in those college years, right? Absolutely. And those are a crucial time. And it doesn't always go swimmingly. And there are probably some things we can do as parents in particular. Absolutely. To, as preventive measures, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know if you, I, I get a lot of parents coming in at this, like right now, uh -huh. wanting help for their kids before they go to college, like right now. Yes. Right. So, and, so it's mid-July, late yes, July. Yes. So, so kids are leaving in a few weeks. Right. Let's, yes. let's fix this in a month. Yes. And, and, it's, and in the parent's defense, because I know I've been there as a parent where I've said, um, oh, we rationalize. Well, it's not that big of a deal. We'll get through this, all of those kinds of things. And then all of a sudden it just, it's there. And right. It's omnipresent. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So in those parents' defense, I see that, but it's, I, I also think there are things we can do way far in advance. Yeah. Like the first time you see it, try not to ra you know try not to rationalize it, but um, you know there's a lot that we can do in advance. And and part of what we were talking about a minute ago is how involved parents are, right? Um, yes. And and the and the ways they're involved. Right. Um, what what do you see? And maybe we can muse about this a little bit. Um, that might be. Well-intentioned, but maladaptive nonetheless. Correct. Yeah. And I and I think what I've I've been seeing is like, um, parents, you know, and I get this. I mean, I think I think we've got to go back a little bit further to kind of understand it. But I think parents of our generation and even younger generations, what we're seeing is that we come in 
to parenting kind of with this baggage where we're like, I'm going to do it differently than yeah. I was parented. And I'm going to be there for my kids. I'm going there, you know, and I think what it ends up sometimes translating to for some kids is they, kids don't get to experience logical consequences. Like we try to insulate them yeah. and protect them. And well, I don't want them. It's so upsetting to me if they feel bad kind of thing. Um, and and I, I don't know, do, do you hold yourself in that category? Because I, I will admit that, you know, like, so we are both parents of college seniors now, right? Correct. Um, and, right. Um, and I, you know, I could not stand it. I've never been able to stand it if George was in a position that was difficult for him. Right. Even if he was, and, and if he's stressed about a paper that's due tomorrow. Right. I, I'm, I'm inclined to like, you know. Honestly, I'm inclined to say, let me let do me it. Do, let me <laughs> yeah. do it. I'll, give me, give me the computer. I right. got you, man. Go right. to bed. You know, go to bed. <laughs> yes. I ne- never did that. You know, um, but I will admit that I. Okay, but I, I, <laughs> I have sat with him and kind of like, okay, what are you thinking? And I took the keyboard mm-hmm. over, like you know, and um, and definitely uh, pulled the assist. Um, so I think, again, I think this all comes from like the best of intentions, mm-hmm. and um, and it is. I think we're determined to parent differently than our parents. Right. Which I would I would think our parents probably felt that way too. Like Absolutely. part of me thinks like we should be better at this by now <laughs> because well, so many generations have probably felt this way. Absolutely, because I think what our parents were like was I'm going I think their mantra, at least my parents was I'm going to give my kids everything I didn't have. Right. Whereas I think my mantra with my kids was I'm going to be more emotionally present for my kids. Yep. Because they were busy providing and getting this stuff. And I'm going to give them everything I didn't have, whereas I had all the stuff, but I didn't have, or at least I felt like. Yeah. And I'm sure my parents would disagree with that. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, sure. It's all perspective. But I think the thing that um, I, I see, you know, and I, I think to your point where I've sat down with my kids and I've I've helped them, my oldest daughter, and I laugh about like, which colleges did you apply to, Mom? Like, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Because, you know, in that respect, you know, she didn't really, she was, you know, not ready. She did not want to go to college at that point. Right. She really didn't. So um, not that she didn't want to go to college. She just, you know, was scared of the transition. Yeah, she was anxious about, and mm-hmm. I think that that happened. It's interesting. The, the more involved and emotionally present we work to be as parents, um, and again, out, out of the best the best of intentions, sometimes these things happen where our kids get anxious about going to college. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working, I'm seeing this odd phenomenon in the past five years or so where more and more kids are anxious about getting a driver's license. Yes, have I have this? seen that. Yeah. Yes, and, and I don't want to drive. And yeah. you know, I'm thinking like a generation ago, man, There, were, I didn't know a person who didn't go on their birthday. You right. know, like 16, right. gone, I'm, I'm at the DMV, and yeah. I'm driving that day. I mean, yes. we were all, there were eight of us in Al Bellows, Delta 88. Oh, love the there Delta was room 88. For, there was room, too. Yes. There was room for nine. It was know? like driving your living room around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, you know, like he was the first one to get it, and we were just going, you know? Yes. Like, and, and, um, and so, so many kids are like, I think there's enough anxiety and, and dependence, I think, we're creating, mm-hmm. right? Where right. they feel like, mm, no, I'm, nobody else is controlling this thing but me. And, you right. Know, a, and, and they don't know how because they haven't been had that opportunity because... Right. We have been insulating and yeah. protecting and, oh, I've got this, like, kind yep. of thing. Yeah, and I always think, like, you know, um, 
we have these conflicting goals because we want to be present and, and available and mm-hmm. emotionally sensitive to every moment our, our kids have. And yet, when I think broadly about the goals, when you drop your kid off at college or at their first apartment or whatever the next thing is after high school, you want to know that they feel that they're competent and they're resilient. They can yes. handle something difficult. And I think that's where we might not be hitting every cylinder. Exactly. And I think that's the part is like, I, I remember the feeling um, after my daughter graduated from high school, she was going to go work in Washington and live with my mom. And I remember when she turned around to pet the dog and say goodbye, that's when it hit me. And I was like, oh, my God, like this, things are going to be different from here on. And I knew I was sending her to my mom. Mm-hmm. I knew she'd be okay because yeah. she was living with my mom. But when I took her to college, I was like, it, there was this broad moment of just feeling like, have have I done my job? Yeah. Like there's no performance appraisal. Like there's no way to know. You right. know, it's kind of like shooting in the dark kind of feeling. Like did she, is she going to be okay? Yeah, it's interesting how we evaluate ourselves as parents, mm-hmm. right? Because... Um, because there's these objective criteria, mm-hmm. right? Like, like we're out here in these suburbs of Chicago where I think there's there's a little bit of a rat race here, right? We're Absolutely. keeping up with Joneses and, yeah. you know, and, and it's kind of like, you know, you want your kid to go to the best school. You want your kid to be on the team that has Those are all measures. Yes, right? Like my kid is doing well. They got into all these schools. Like even people taking their kids on college visits – that some of the kids don't even have a chance of getting into. Like, right. they'll, oh, we are visiting this one, you know, and we're all, I'm, I've done this, you know, like, so there's this idea that we have to do these things and that that's the only measure of success. Right, right. So anything less creates anxiety, more anxiety. Uh-huh. And so it's this do loop that right. we see. I also see, I agree with that completely. I also think, my experience is that I think parents sometimes see it as a failure in parenting to bring their kid to my office. Yes. Do you get that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like they'll, they will, like I, I had one family uh, literally say, like the girl came in and she's like, you know, we were talking about, you know, do you know why you're here? And she's like, oh, I thought I was going to ACT testing. <laughs> like, I mean, like there's yeah, a lie. Like, why? I bet it happens a lot. <laughs> you know, right? yeah, yeah, because it's like, well, first of all, I think some people, when they come in, they, they feel like they're broken. Like yeah. if I have to go there, then there's something wrong with me. Yep. And, and a lot of times there are identified things, in a, it, but it's usually a system, the family. You know, right. Like things happen. It's not one person's fault. But I think that's a good – I think you bring up a good point on that. Well, and, and, uh, and, and we create this idea in our minds that there are family systems that aren't broken. Right, that are perfect. Yes, right. Not only right. not broken, but that are perfect. Yeah. And you look at them and you think, oh, my gosh, if only I was in that family. Yeah. Or in that house. And and, and, and can't we both say unequivocally that behind that door is as much dysfunction as there is behind your door? Don't don't go. And if you knew the story, you wouldn't trade places with anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think nobody has a perfect life. Right. And nobody, like I said in the first podcast, nobody has that Christmas. We all have the Christmas card or whatever we celebrate. Right, right. But that's just, it's like, it's like. You know, Snapchat, not Snapchat, but like Instagram and yeah. Pinterest, everything is sanitized. Yep, yep. You know, and everybody's looking like they're having way more, and maybe they are having fun and good for them. But I think when you're not there and you're sitting at home and you see it, you think there's something wrong with me because they're 
they've, they've got it going on. That's yeah. the bomb right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julie was saying, my wife Julie was saying the other day, um, she, she was telling, she was out with some girlfriends um, and, and they were just talking about their kids, most of whom are teenagers or young adults. And they, they realized as they kind of went around the table, boy, just about every kid is anxious or depressed mm-hmm. or both, yes. you know, like stressed in some mm-hmm. undue way, right? right. Um, and, and I feel like our generation is driving a lot of that in yes. our kids, right? Yes, absolutely. You know? And I think about um, the, the, the thing that, the, the picture of it that is most vivid to me is the portal online. So your parents can go and look at their kids' grades, and every parent knows this, right? There's a code you punch mm-hmm. in. You can, you can see what's happening now, today. Right. And a generation ago, <laughs> I'm just thinking like... Intercepting the report card? Right, right. And, and Guilty. Like, and, and they were mimeographed or oh, something, yeah. right? So and you could you even erase it. it and change oh, yeah. it, right? You could oh, make yeah. an F of B. Yes, very, very easily. <laughs> right. Very easily, because I, I did it did for my brother. It no, I did it for my brother, and it worked. That's awesome. Until the final came in, and we weren't there, and we had forgotten, like, did we make it a... What did we do with it? Oh, like, right. You know, and which, which, which F did we change? Right. Like, so we've taken away that uh, that ability to be mm-hmm. the clever espionage mm-hmm. of siblinghood. That's yes. so good, <laughs> right? Um, but there, but I I know parents who um, out, out of their own anxiety look at this thing every day. Oh, when when I worked in the schools, there were parents that would call up at certain schools and and say things like. Well, I've checked it five times today, and the grade hasn't been posted. Should I call the teacher? Five times five in a day. Five times in a day. So you know? imagine that. And then, and some teachers uh, recognize, like, well, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm teaching. I, I, right, so it's going to take me a yeah. week to get those papers right. filled out. And, Absolutely. And parents are staring at the thing, mm-hmm. like looking for evidence, right, that right. something's going wrong. Right, you know? so like, that they can hone in on it. And that's why kids are like, you know, and, and sometimes with some of those grades, like the grades will be posted or if they just have a line in there, it, it'll it change the grade like to an F right. when it's really not an right, F. Right. And then the kid comes home and they're like, hey, mom, how's it going? And you're like, what happened in whatever class? And I've done that before. So <laughs> what I have, what I, the thing that I think, and this is a good point too, like what can parents do once a week, like do it on like a, a, on the weekend and talk about what the week coming up looks like. I think that is one thing that I, I have had better luck with my kids when we've done that. And and you had this thought before we started taping that I kind of liked. Um, whether it comes to the portal, or social media, or any presence that your kid has online. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us are spies. Right. Right. We're mm-hmm. we're, we're looking we're around. Voyeurs. Like yeah. like maybe our parents looked at diaries or something yes. like that. Right. You know, like we're voyeurs. We're t- we, and so. A lot of us are checking out like what what our kids have up on Instagram mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's why kids create fake Instagram accounts. Right? Yeah, that's why they are. <laughs> yes, and that's why Snapchat is so popular. Because, yes, it disappears. Yeah, we we can hide this from mom and dad yep. easy, right? They'll right. never ever see it. Um, and 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 I think most of us in our generation have no idea how Snapchat works. No, right? Um, I would agree. Yeah, um, and uh, and it's. It's cleverly designed it to is. circumvent us. Yes, you know? it is. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was in, probably invented by a kid that grew up and was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I do not want them to know. I do not want to be controlled. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would um, agree 100%. Yeah, so so we're, 
we're hyper controlling things, yes. right? We're we're over involved, yes, and we're not letting natural consequences befall our kids. So we're Absolutely. not letting, okay. Well, you get a, if you get a D in the class, you get a D in the class, and right. then you have to deal with that. And maybe you don't get into that college that you're that you were Want. hoping to get into, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I think I think the part too is like I th- I think there is a there is again a balance, like I think we're putting a lot into our kids' hands with a phone when they're younger, like I can definitely see the difference between my two kids from being born, you know, they're four years apart. So I can see the difference. Like there's much more dependency with my younger one and younger generations. I'm seeing it. And that's what parents are saying. She's always on her phone or he's always on his phone. And, you know, I know it's in the bedroom and I know it's under the covers and all this stuff. And um, so I really think there needs to be a balance between monitoring which can come by way of a conversation with your kid. And you've got to start, and I said this before, you've got to start when they're young talking to them about stuff. Yeah. Even if it's not com- the complete story, because I know I did that with my kids when with my brother and how he died. Right. Um, it was more like, well, you had an uncle. <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> he died in an accident. And and I remember my one of my kids said, like, well, you lied to us. And I said, no, I told you what I thought you could handle at the time. Yeah. I never lied. It yeah. was just like, yeah, it was, you know, it, maybe it wasn't an accident. But the, my point is, is that have those conversations with your kids about this stuff on your phone so that you can, when it gets tough, that they can feel like they can talk to you and not be judged and not be um, where you're honing in on them all the time. Like, what's going on? What did he say? Like, those kinds of comments Yeah. to the to the texting and the Snapchat and whatever. Yeah, the phone is a big thing, right? This is it a big is. thing with parents, mm-hmm. and it's... Um, we do forget. Like, I, I often ask parents to put themselves in their kids' shoes. Um, and I did... I was out to breakfast with a couple of guys my age, mm-hmm. um, about a week ago, and I and I said, imagine if we were 16 mm-hmm. and we had these things. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, so you can contact a girl two in the morning, right? You know, would you not do it? I mean, right. like, you know, like the girl you're most afraid to talk to, you can just text her, or you can uh, quick Anything. Snapchat. Like, yeah. suddenly you're in touch. You know, like yeah, everybody's available. Right. Back everybody's, to your word about everybody's available. available. And, yeah. And and, it, and there's so much information to check out and. Mm-hmm. And so we get so pissed at our kids for using these things, mm-hmm. and yet they're pretty enticing. It's they a pretty are. cool thing to be able to, you it, know. It is. Social and media I, is amazing. It is. And I think, too, the other thing is is we put it in their hands, and, and I know I'm guilty of this. I, I, I will say this. Like, what are you doing on your phone? Like, <laughs> You know those questions. Yeah. Can we have a conversation? Right. You know? And yeah, can you put the thing down look me in the eye for once? Exactly. Yeah. And it, But it's, it's so... A part of their worlds. It's you know, and I've heard parents say, and I know, I, I've heard parents say where they're like, "Well, I'll just take the phone away," and I'm like, "You literally like, if you, I, I don't think that's the right answer either." I, I hardly ever think that's. Uh, first of all, it's not a viable answer it's because because how are you going to enforce? I mean, like, are you? That's going to create a whole nother set of of issues. Right. It's about having a conversation about. What it is like, you know, and coming up with limits like yeah. that are I'm not healthy. Much, I, in fact, as you say that, I'm thinking I'm not much for taking stuff away no, in general. No, I like the idea of positive le- punishment. Yes, yeah, and and, <laughs> and, 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 and actually, and and talking about like you know, so what are you doing, or how does Snapchat work? Like, show me, show me the thing that you're doing, and how how does it 
function. You know, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't get it. And kids will teach you. They you know, will. Like, yeah. They will. Uh, but if you if you have this agenda, uh-huh. they'll smell that from a million miles away. Oh, and they I won't will. give you a moment, right? Right. Yeah. And you've got to be you've got to be willing to learn about it. Like I, I think the the best example I can say is um, when my daughter was studying abroad. I told my mom, I said, let's get you an iPad. And she's like so resistant to computers. Like she never learned anything. Like if she wants something on Amazon, she will ask me to get it and then I'll buy it. And so we bought her an iPad and she is all over it now. (laughs) Like she FaceTimes with the kids. Brilliant. She's on words with friends and she texts with them all the time. And And she'll, every time I talk to her, she'll go, I know I was resistant, but I really like this. And she's not a, it's so cool that she can still learn. So I think that's the point is that we need to be willing to learn from our kids. They know stuff we don't know. They do. And it's a way to build that communication. Again, if you don't have that, when they're going off to college and they're feeling scared, like, and, and, and it's clinical, it becomes clinical. Right. Then you you need to be able to have those conversations with them. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it will not pan out. Well, if you don't. Well, I think your point about like grandparents, aunts, uncles, like to to say I want nothing to do with this thing mm-hmm. that is my kid's life. You it know what is. I mean? It's their mode of communication primarily, right? Yes. You know, like I I've been asking kids lately, like when was the last time you made a call on right. your phone? <laughs> you right. know, like well, the thing's not a phone. You know, it's right. a, it's it's a mechanism. You yes. know, it's, it's it's just a device for connecting, right? Yes. You know, but there are connections happening. They might not be what we ideally want, right? right? We want face-to-face communication. We want our kids to be out with their friends instead mm-hmm. of sitting in the basement. And, but this is part of their world. It's going to be. It is. It's going to be. And I think that, and you've probably seen this too. I have, I've, I've worked with kids that are really great on the phone and are very challenged face-to-face. Yeah. Like they don't know how to like maintain a relationship. Right. Um, I, I, I've worked with a couple of guys um, I use guys because the three I'm thinking of are all guys who are ga- gamers, <laughs> uh-huh. and um, and their parents are so frustrated because they're not out, not but, having real relationships. Right, yeah. but they're but they're in the basement and they're mm-hmm. playing games with people. They're talking to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's enough social anxiety where the idea of being with somebody that that takes such a head of steam for them. You know. Right. Um, but it, it's a start. It is something. It and is. it's not static. It, there, there's something happening there. You there know, is. You can't and we can't that. minimize it. No. no. It's something. It's just not what we do. Right. What we did. Right. Like, I always think about the thing, like, with um, just like when somebody would ask somebody <clears throat> to a dance in high school. Uh-huh. Like, there was nobody doing the work for you to find out if they wanted to go with you or not. You know what I mean? Like This people, is true, right? People would just ask. Yeah. And you, I, I think about some of the guys that like ask my friends or me or whatever, what courage that took. Like they, you know, because there was a lot of no's going on, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. It, it was ballsy. It's, it was. It's very scary stuff. It's the scariest thing for a teenage boy, I think. Right. So yeah. you think about it nowadays. Guys don't ask unless they know she's going to say yes. They do recon, man. They they're, do. They're intel, collecting. So there's no, they don't know what it's like to take a risk. Great In that point. way. Right. And that's that creates anxiety because you get to college and the whole peer group is new. You know, I know there's always kids from wherever you go from LT because it's so darn big. Right. But like other schools, you may not know people to ask, like, how do you ask for a date? How right, do right. you or what what is it? How do you go out with somebody? Yeah. Yeah. And and if we don't allow our kids to 
take those, take some risks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was telling Laura before we started that about a quarter of my practice between October and November becomes kids who are freshmen in college, have gone away and are already back. Something mm-hmm. went wrong. We, yep. we overdid something. We stopped going to class. Um, but we didn't build enough competence and resilience mm-hmm. in those years before. And again, this isn't like pointing fingers and saying, no. you know, these are terrible parents, but to the point of prevention, you know, right. like the way to manage this early mm-hmm. is to start having conversations about the phone early and to have some consequences that are natural befall our kids earlier so that by the time they get to that age, they can manage the world. They feel like some degree of agency over their lives Absolutely. and the world around them. Right? Yes. And I think, you know, I mean, it can be as simple as like in a situation where somebody says something negative about like in a friendship, somebody says something negative about somebody to another friend and it comes back. You know, that's something you have to deal with. You know, we that can't be fixed. You can say you're sorry, mm-hmm. but they're going to do whatever they're going to do. You have to let that kind of stuff fall fall out. And as a parent, you know, you as a parent, you can't jump in and say, you can commiserate with your kid just a little bit, but you've got to be able to say, you know what, that really sucks that happened. But you do have a little bit of a responsibility. You have all the responsibility in that. That yeah. was kind of your fault. Yeah. So what does that teach you for the next time? Like, you know, and just because you did that doesn't mean you're a bad person. You made a bad choice at the time, but how are you going to take this forward? Are you going to learn from this? And I think that's a part that, like, I mean, you have so many opportunities to communicate with your kids, and it doesn't have to be the big sit-down because everybody's like, when are you going to have the big talk with your kid? And it's like, you know what, I've been having it in the van for two years, you know, like whatever. You, whenever that. you can get them. Yep. You know, and you can't, it can't turn into the lecture mobile, which I'm guilty of sometimes. We all um, are. Yeah, because right. you've got them, they're a captive audience. Right, right, of course. <laughs> but right, I mean, it, we got to take, what we're going to get, Kids now work in moments and sound bites, right. and you know, like, and and so, um, you know, what went where I think we sometimes fall short is um, our kids are drawn towards certain things that don't appeal to us, like right. you know, like a lot of us don't like rap music. I a was lot just of us thinking don't like, that. Right? A lot of us yeah. don't like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You know, it's a great show. Right? It's a really funny show. Yes. Um, I happen to be, you know, like I part of the reason I like teenagers is I'm drawn to some of the same mm-hmm. stuff they are. But same. I get that a lot of our generation is, is thinks differently Beyond. than we are, right? Yes. Um, and thinks like, you know, mm, that's tasteless or something like that. Right. But once you do that, you've cut yourself out of this big part of your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And there's so many opportunities to talk about things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I'll never forget this session I had. Uh, it had to be 15 years ago um, because I had... Uh, a cassette player in my office, and this <laughs> a kid, what? yeah, right, and this kid wouldn't talk to me. I mean, he came in and he would sit there, but he wouldn't talk to me. And I'm like, I'm, I finally asked him, like, he's he, he has a Walkman. Oh. <laughs> For those of you who are younger than 40, <laughs> that was a cassette player that you could walk around with, and and uh, and he's listening to something as he walks in, and uh, and I finally say. Um, you want to play a song? And he said, you don't, you don't want to hear what I'm listening to, man. And I'm like, no, it's okay. And he said, there's swears in it. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. To bring it on. You know, and mm-hmm. it was Eminem. I'd never yeah. heard Eminem before. And he is amazing, by the way. I freaking loved it. I, I mean, too. I mean, from the first, yeah. first moment, I'm like, you know, well, I get why you're into this. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and I, and, and it was, it kind of changed my musical mm-hmm. world a little bit. Like, like, 
wow, that's something brand new. Yeah. And um, and so and so I was able to talk to the kid. I was like, you know, so tell me about this. Like, I don't know this guy. Tell me about him and what's his deal and right. You know, where does tell me everything about it? You know. But right there, you you went to what was important to him. And you were able to 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 meet him yeah. where he was at, yeah. and I think a lot of people, when we and parents in general, my you know we all do it, but you kind of go, well, that's I don't like that, so that, not, that scares me, yes. and I'm afraid you want to be part of some kind of like gang rape culture, right? right exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So I think we miss those those windows of opportunities yeah. to talk to our kids instead of going, well, what do you like about it, or right. what is what is good about that. And sometimes we'll just go, oh, well, I wouldn't do that. And you forget, you forget what, what was unacceptable to our parents. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you and I are Springsteen fans, right? Yes. I went to a Springsteen concert when I was sixteen, and my parents were sick. I mean, they they were like, they they thought I was going to like fall into some nasty die. Uh Right, right. Like it was going to be, you know, rock and roll was some horrible freaking Uh thing to them, you know. and and it was probably one of the best nights of my young I life. Know. I, mean, <laughs> I know. Really, I know. it did change my world yes. because in a way, I felt like first I felt energy I'd never felt before. And he is the best performer in in live live right. concert. I'm, and I'm sure everybody listening has some favorite, but if it's not Springsteen, I'm, you're off you're by one way person. Off. <laughs> yes, way. <laughs> so yeah, but, but the energy of that night sits with me, and every time mm-hmm. I go to see him, it mm-hmm. I, it, it comes right back. But that, 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 that's what Eminem did for this kid. And that's right. what, um, you know, that's what Chance the Rapper is doing for kids right now. Right. You know what I mean? Is, is, is bringing that energy to them and, and speaking to them. And there's yes. something they're saying, you know. So right. I don't know if your parents ever asked you why Springsteen. My parents did not. They, Mine never did. They, right. just, they just were baffled by it. And it probably would have been good to have that discussion, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, and so I would imagine that you talk to your kids about their music. You know, yes, like, I try to, you know, like some of it, like it, it is hard to, you know, like, cause I like a certain kind of music, but yeah. like, um, one of the things that I, like, I am so addicted to that Eagles documentary that I, I like, <laughs> it's like, you know, some kids like watching Little Mermaid. Right, <laughs> like, right. Like when I'm stressed out, I like to watch it cause it's, it's it chills <laughs> me out. It's a three hour documentary, but, um, my oldest daughter and I watched it together because she's like, why is this so, you know, why do you like this so much? Mm-hmm. And after we watched it, she was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have watched that before. We, she took me to Don Henley for Mother's Day last year. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, my God, I wish I would have watched it because all those songs were the ones that he sang. And and it was kind of like one of those moments like it's she wouldn't sit down and probably watch it with me again. Yeah. But it, it was kind of cool, you know. And I mean, I think that's what you've got to if you listen to your kids they might be more apt to listen to kind of some of your stuff too. Like one of my favorite favorite um, clinical moments ever. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, this is in, in, in my book, but um, but it's, it, it's a story worth telling. Father and son, dad hates the kids' rap music. Uh, kid hates the dad's like you know um, uh, aged folk rock, you know yeah. kind of. Uh, and, and so dad cuts the kid a deal. He says, "All right." You and I are going to start going to concerts. You pick one, then I pick one. Then oh, you pick one, idea. then I pick one. And they met in the middle. And, you know, and so over time, I became unnecessary, superfluous, yes. because they were they, they were all about each other's music. And, 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 and they would, like, 
debate about it, but it was their thing now. You right. know what I mean? Like we're both into music and mm-hmm. like and sometimes the dad would like go to a concert, you know, that was hardcore and he'd be like, I kinda dig it. Like I, yeah. I, I let's let I, and the kid would be uh, Springsteen actually was the one the that unifier? got the kid. That of uni- course. That brought the, of course, right? Of, right? Who's surprised about that? Nobody. But uh, I would imagine, so that that had to be 10 years ago, but I'll bet that still happens. You know, like, right. so there's a, uh, so part of the clarion call to parents is don't, don't let that opportunity slip away, right? right? Because there's a million of them. So if your kid's watching something on their computer, um, something just crossed my mind, you know, like, so kids now watch things on a computer. Mm-hmm. They're not watching on a TV. No, you know, like not they're, in, they're the room. in their room with mm-hmm. the door closed, right? Right. Um, one thing Julie and I realized recently is our house is so small <laughs> and our son's room is so small that he's never in there. Right. And so if he's doing something, we can typically see it. And I usually like what he likes, you know, so mm-hmm. you, if he's watching, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. My, first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, these characters are all deplorable and awful. Mm-hmm. And then 15 minutes later, I'm like, you know, this is oh, great. what kind of zaniness is Matt going to get into now? You know, right. <laughs> And I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. but I can see where if you're just passing by the room and you hear, you know, um, some, you know, Drake nastiness or something. Right. You're like, you know, hey, turn that off. I, you know, I do not want you listening to that. Right. And then your kid's going to listen to it. Right. You're just out of the picture. Right. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I liked your idea about like the one concert, one concert kind of thing. I think it's always good like to find something that's new that can, that can build the trust again. One yeah. of the, one of the best things that I, I can't remember who came up with it, but it, I don't know if it was a client or what, but they did scuba diving. Oh, that's you cool. have it's non-communication. Yeah. And you have to build trust. Yeah, yeah, right. And then Brilliant. and then it gives you something to do. It's not like dance lessons, but it gives you something that you can do down the road like, "Oh, we're going to go on vacation here. Let's dive when we're there." Right. So it right. gives you something future-oriented. I love that. Isn't that a cool idea? Right. And it's kind of um there's no judgment in that. None. Right? You know, either way. No. Right? It's not like, you know, oh, you're old-fashioned scuba diving or you're newfangled scuba diving. It's right. Scuba it's diving. scuba diving. I love that. It's yeah. very neutral. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I, I like it because it, the whole thing, too, is on the trust. Like, how do you build that relationship back? Because I think, I think naturally just – I think that's the other part, too, with kids is that, you know, it gets mixed up with this whole individuation. And when you've had kids that have been pretty good and you've kind of contained them, yeah. when somebody starts to rebel, parents flip. I was just thinking the same thing, right? We, oh, of and course we forget. We, we, we're right, thinking, right. like, we're tele- telepathic. You're so right. You're so right. We, we flip. We, we forget that, like, this is such an important part of adolescence that mm-hmm. we all did it. Yep. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really do it, so, and I should have. You know, <laughs> how would you do it now? Right, right. I, well, I told Julie I'm going to be the 70 year old doing keg stands at like some point. <laughs> I'm going to see that. I'm, that's pro- I'm just waiting for my adolescence to show up. But, but it's an important thing. It kids, is. And kids fl- and, and we've decided like, no, you're either all good or all bad. And right. The minute you cross into bad, mm-hmm. I'm out. You no longer have my support. Right. You exactly. Know, until you're back in the good column. Right. And I think as a parent too, like, um, you know, with kids. That we often will, like when they start to rebel, we will pull in that stuff our parents said to us. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't ring true. It didn't ring true then, and it certainly doesn't ring true now. Yeah, we Because know we've raised work. these kids differently. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that, you know, we have to look at, too, is like, 
in general, like when we look at our kids, like I think we, you said it in your book, you know, we used to have such wonder and awe when they were babies and we'd go in and look at them. And now we go, we need to go back in and look at them as a, you know, as these sprawling, smelly human beings with a messy room. They're good kids. Yeah. Most, you know, like they're just going through a bump and we have to love them through it. We have to support them through it instead of like being punitive. Here, this is one thing I know that you and I agree on. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we work with all sorts of kids, right? We work with right. anxious kids, depressed kids, and we work work with kids that are trouble, right? Who right. are disrespectful to their parents and mm -hmm. don't go to school and get terrible grades and smoke too much weed and drink too much. Do you not love every single one of these kids? Like, you know, once you get to know them, oh, it, yeah. and it doesn't take much, right? No. I mean, it, it, when you're not the parent, mm -hmm. you you remember. It's not that hard to remember, mm -hmm. like, oh, you're you're awesome. You're your money, right? right? I mean, your money, you gotta you gotta slow down with the weed, but right. you're awesome. You right. know? Like, yeah, absolutely. And as parents, we forget the awesome part. That exactly. by and large, you know, the, these kids, this generation mm -hmm. is amazing they're thoughtful and they're kind and they're smart they are so smart even the kids who are getting d's sometimes those are the smartest kids yep right <laughs> exactly and i think and i think too like i mean you've i've i don't know i i know you do this too like sometimes i'll meet with a kid and then the next time i'll meet with the parent kind yeah, of thing typically yes and um when the when the parent comes in you know you feel their frustration but they it they've gotten locked yeah. Into that battle of this is the way it is. And you focus on this one thing or yeah. these two fixate. or three things. Yes. Right? You fixate. And anything that that's good is dismissed. And it's kind of like, no, your job isn't to tell me what's working. You know, right. We got a problem here. Right. And part of it is like, hmm. Yeah, but it's not a crisis, and, right? You know, by and large, it's probably a normal rite of passage. And yes, we should address it, but we should probably also talk about what's amazing about your kid, right? You know, because you've done an based. amazing job yeah. of, 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 you know, of, of raising an amazing human being, and let's not dismiss that. You exactly. Know? And if they're rebellious under your roof, you have that teachable time, like yeah. where you can you can learn from them, they can learn from you. And if you if they if they wait for that rebellion until they get to college, it can be pretty bad because there are no parameters. And if they've never taken risks, everything's an option, and it can get really scary. I it think does. that's why we've, I think that's why your business spikes up, yeah. you know. And I think that's why mine does too. Yeah. It just it it gets, it gets really hard. So how do how do we do that? Like now, like you know, with these with kids coming in before school. Yeah. You know, it's like. You know, some kids do need medication, you know, like the, to, to stabilize. That's so a that tool, you can, right? Yeah, so that you can work on the strategies. Some kids can't even take it in because they're so locked in that, that anxious cycle. Well, I think about it the same way. Like if, if I feel like I can't work with this kid right now, he or she is too anxious, then we need medication in order right. to work on the strategies, right? right? You know? And not everybody does, but it's kind of, I, and, and it's not meant for forever for some kids nope. too. No, like it could hardly be any. Yes, yeah. it's usually just to jumpstart, you know, the neurotransmitters, get them going. I always tell parents it's kind of like painting a wall that isn't prepared, you know, that like isn't yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like if I if I'm trying to paint a black wall white, I can't. I it won't. It so won't it's work. It's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. You, there's not enough coats mm -mm. of white paint that you mm -mm. can put on top of that. So you've got to really address whatever that underlying issue is. It's yeah. just a piece of it. And then we can kind of work on our way. So, right, right. But it's it's such a tough thing too because you know medication's a tough one. It is. It is, and it's. But I I I've seen so much 
good results, so many good results with it. So have I. Yeah. As long as it's not overdone. Right. right? You know, um, and, uh, but no, it, it sometimes is necessary. What I, I'm curious to hear if you, what, what you think about this. I don't mind medication when it's indicated. What worries me about it is if it becomes some, an identifier for a kid. Right. It becomes their thing. Like, right. you know, how oh, I've got, I'm ADD, so I really can't do this do well I'm not that I, I can't do well on a test or you know I'm anxious so I can't go to the thing I can't right. or I can't do the, I can't do the talk or right. you know whatever and it's like ooh you know no you gotta you gotta keep moving you gotta, you gotta keep, keep moving you downstream do. right well exposure just, right yeah. right yeah you've got to you've got to pick Live. It, it's it's exposure and it's risk mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing that kind of misses out on on from you know parenting sometimes is like letting them have that like the the risk like I, I know a lot of parents you know Lala's coming up and people are you know all worried and oh yeah and stuff and it's you know limit you know like it's a teachable moment again yep. like you're right you you are right here and they're right there and so I mean I, I I'm not like total proponent sometimes right, right, but right. but I'm just saying safe risks let yep. them and talk to them about it what are you going to talk all the way through it worst case scenario what are you going to do and and all the way through, right? All the like, way like through. So so understand that like Lollapalooza is a giant music festival, right? Right. And so um, you are going to see somebody who is tripping, right? right. I mean, you're, right. And you're uh, going to see somebody who's throwing up. You're right. going to see. You're going to see it all. And and the truth of the matter is, if we're being really honest, mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, your kid very well might try something. Right. Right. So Absolutely. so you want them prepared. You want to have that talk too, right? Yes. You don't want to ignore like, well, I can't mention acid or weed or drinking Molly because, or whatever, right? Or yeah. Molly because once I suggest that, if I bring it up, that's that's tacit permission. Somehow, yes, right? exactly. Yeah, like the, and it's not. It's more of a, a conversation about like if this happens, this is your your strategy. It's again, it's kind of this is what you do when this happens. Yeah. And I think parents are like you said, parents are often scared to have that conversation because they think it implies go for it. Yep, yep. And um, and and I, I'm not a, a proponent necessarily of like Lollapalooza, but mm-hmm. like we were saying about the phones, this is part of our kids' culture, right? And in, here in Chicago. Absolutely. You know, but, but people come from all around all the over, country, yeah. right? And, um, and to deprive your kids of all of that, of right. all of what, what they connect with, you know? Right. Um, I, I know a family where mm-hmm. they, you know, they really aren't, mom and dad aren't big fans of the culture now, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they're watching, they'll watch videotapes of old movies and they'll, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll listen to the Eagles and, yes. and they'll listen to, you know. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Right, right. No, I'm all about the Eagles. I, I, uh, I should pick somebody else. I should, you know. Um, I get it. Go but, ahead. But you get I my point, it. right? Yeah. Um, and if you. Then they're never connected to the culture. No. And then and then and then college becomes this even. Uh, there's more of an inclination for that to be a slingshot right. into you know something hedonism. Really sc- <laughs> yeah. hedonism, yeah. That 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 knows no bounds, right? right? Because I don't know what my limits are. I this is awesome. I've never this I've is, never I've never been out, out here before, mm-hmm. right? You know, so you you want your your kid out there in the world testing things out while you're still there as a guide and a consultant because because college is it's the wild west i mean it is you know and so is anything else your kid does you know like right. uh, i work with a kid who 
moved out west, you know, instead of going to college. And, you know, and his par parents prepared him well, and so he's thriving out there. Mm -hmm. But if they hadn't, and he hadn't been exposed to anything, right? well, then he, he'd be, it'd be a free-for-all, and he'd be in trouble in, in, exactly. in straits that were truly dangerous instead right. of kind of these faux crises of adolescence, right? Right. And you want your kids to experience those and to kind of uh, suffers the wrong word. Experience, experience the consequences of their actions, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's how you learn. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's it's learning, you yeah. know. I can remember my parents saying, and I may have said this before, was like, you know, the boys made mistakes and you need to learn from them. Like, I wasn't allowed to make yeah, those yeah, mistakes. Yeah. So I had this idea that I had to be perfect, and right. that was wrought with all kinds of negative things. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I was like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm at some point, myself. yeah, like yeah. I'm going to do that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, like people say, well, I don't want you to hang around with this particular person because I've heard they do whatever. Yep. And the kid is like, but I, they are a nice person and, but they may do that, but they're nice to me and we have a good connection. So I think that is warranted with a conversation instead of just a no. Amen to that. Right. I mean, you know, a lot, I, I've worked with a lot of parents who say, you know, like, my kid's hanging around with a bad crowd. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if there's a bad crowd. You're, that you might not approve of what they're doing, mm -hmm. but there's a reason that your kid is drawn to them. And then they're not just drawn to them to test your parenting. Right, right? It's exactly. Like, like the, the parents are not take it personally. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. we all do. Right. Yeah. I did the opposite of, of what you did. I, I probably should have made the call of, I'm going to try some things, mm -hmm. but I didn't try anything. And that resulted, in retrospect, in enormous anxiety in me. Really? So I, even when I got to college, I didn't try anything because I still had that kind of parental thing hanging over me. Like, mm -hmm. boy, that's going to be, I don't want to get in that kind of trouble. And so, you know, that's the risk you take as well. Like, you, I, I think I'm a bit of a cautionary tale too, is if your <laughs> kids never try anything, it's not like that's a zero-sum game and you won. That's, there's, ang there's something they're, there. They're carrying something that, that doesn't work for them, you right. know? Um and the anxiety I suffered, boy, if I'd you know gone to a few parties and had a few beers, it might have worked far better for me right. than just towing the line, you know, right. doing doing just what my parents wanted me to do. Right, and you then, don't necessarily want that. No, you know, I like it when a kid diverges from the path a little bit. I do too, because yeah. I think the thing is, is that you know they're 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 feeling free enough, and I think what it is, I think they're feeling safe enough. Like a, a lot of those kids that like go out there, they there's some confidence there yeah. that we want to nurture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't communicate with your kid, then you're they're going to think that anything they do that's outside of what the expectation is is wrong. Good point. Yes, and exactly. It's, and it's not that it's wrong. It's just that it may not be what you prefer. But talk about it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk about it. And is that is that our point? Is, is it is it kind of like you know? Don't no matter what's going on, mm -hmm. don't stop talking to your kids. Right. You know, and talk to talk openly to them. And don't suddenly because they're a teenager and they might be venturing into areas that make you uncomfortable, don't be robotic about it. Don't be don't suddenly be the police commissioner. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's key. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where we go. We want to kind of control and fix as parents because yeah. that's been our job. Like, let's arrange play dates yeah. kind of thing. Like, that's what we do. Right. And, you know, there's there's a balance in there. Well, and and, um, and I, I, I'm curious, as kind of a final note, you know, I'm thinking, like, you and I have the luxury of seeing these kids at 
these great moments, right? And we get to enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I'm sitting across from a kid and I'm thinking, boy, that dad out in the waiting room or that mom has never met this kid. (laughs) Doesn't know this, 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 like Mm -hmm. this, um, this fun, brilliant, uh, thoughtful, interesting person that mm-hmm. I that I have the luxury of talking to. I'm gonna swipe the credit card. I'm make I'm gonna make money at the right. end of the hour as well. I'm right. paid to spend time with this remarkable human being who might be misbehaving or might not be uh, performing at, at max capacity, Level. right? Yep. But um, part of me is like, you know, boy, you know, the the best story for parents. Your kid might need therapy. Laura right. and I are very good at this. <laughs> 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 um, but there are times when you know, you should t- you should have those moments as parents. That's part of the payoff, right? Yes. You know, of, of raising kids. Yeah. Is is enjoy these people no matter what's going on. Right. On the worst day, there's something amazing about your kid. Absolutely, yeah. and it's not all. It's not the all or nothing. Yes. Like there's, you know, because like even when you know you're frustrated with your kid, like they they lost their keys or. They, you know, they left a trail like Hansel and Gretel up the stairs of their, of their belongings, whatever. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, you know what? They're home. They're healthy. You know, let's focus on, you know, like we do have to come at it from the good point. Because, yeah, and the gratitude point. Yeah. That's a good point, right? Yeah. Gratitude is key. Yeah. It is. And I think, you know, we all need to be more mindful of that. I think that's the the part like when, like, I, you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, you know, I was just thinking, you know, like, wow, life's good. When is it going to go bad? Right, right, right. And I said, when, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I said, I go, well, when you're in one of those moments, have you ever thought about, like, just thinking about all the things that are really wonderful? And it's, you know, there's fear, obviously. But, like, when you when you parent with fear and when you couple with fear and you love from fear, the outcome isn't – it's usually, like, fear kind of equals anxiety, like, in the – like that's the projection of it. Amen. That, and yes. so you've got to kind of you've got it. Gratitude is a good opposite action kind of mm-hmm. thing to kind of do. Like, okay, I'm I'm worried about this, but what do I have to be grateful for? And this is it's. I've had to do that too. Yeah. Like I was I was riding my bike to work the other day, and I I looked back at my house, and I was like, oh, I really like my house. And then I I kept riding. And I was like, you know what? It's a beautiful day, and I'm like, and I had had a bad morning. Uh-huh. Some stuff had gone on. Yeah. And I was like. I'm going to find something really cool about like everywhere I look as I ride. And I did it all the way in. And when I got here, I felt so much better, but, and I know that sounds kind of trite, but it was, it was one of those things where like, I have to, you know, even as a parent, we have to kind of practice what we preach because, um, sometimes it's, things get hard. And if, and if we don't communicate, if we keep it internal, it's not going to bode well for anybody. Nobody can read our minds. And that communication, that gratitude creates the resilience that we're looking for uh-huh. in the family, right? In the family. Yeah. In the connections. Yep. That will last beyond these tumultuous years, for sure. That's a good point. We're not, it's, uh, these aren't finite relationships. No, if, no. If we're doing it right. Right, right? hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So think, think. Think Thanksgiving 20 years mm-hmm. from now. Oh, my kids do all the time because right? when they get in arguments, one will say to the other, well, you're not coming to my house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's a joke. That's been going on for a long time. I like we left girls about it. That. Oh, yeah. Laura, thank you. Um, it, it, it is always fun to sit down and talk with you, and we will do this again if you're up for it. Absolutely. I'd love to, John. Thank you. Is there... Um, I know you are super busy, but if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, if somebody wanted their their kid to work with you or they as parents wanted mm-hmm. to work with you, what do they do? 
Um, I, the best place to catch me is to look on Psychology Today on the website. Um, my listing is in there and just contact me through the, the phone number on there. You can either call or uh, you can email as well. Okay, awesome. Thank you again, Laura. Thanks, John. All right, this is the Undo Anxiety Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and WGN+. Um, I, uh, again, appreciate your time. And on behalf of Laura and I, um, thank you. And I will talk to you next time. Have a great week.